Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Straight up with Stassi. Hi, everyone. I'm Stassi Schroeder. She's the star of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. I'm here to talk about pop culture, reality TV, celeb gossip, relationships. Stassi's new podcast is a hilarious look at the world and everyone in it. I want to give my opinion on everything. And she's never one to hold back on any topic because that's what i do best judge (laughs) this is straight up with stassi hello dracaris bitches uh welcome to straight up with stassi i have a very special guest today that basically lives the complete opposite life as me i've known her for quite a few years when i was living in new york city like four and a half five years however long ago that was when i was with patrick um we met and we've stayed in touch and become friends so i see her whenever i'm coming to new york uh jessica flores welcome hey she Basically does everything. Not only is she a mom of two, one of them being a newborn baby, two months old. Uh, She has a blog called Domesticated Me. So she talks about beauty, fashion. She also likes to do stuff with her daughter and that that, those are my favorite posts. It's really cute Aww, when you thank do that. Thank you. Thanks so she's, much. She's also a political aide. <laughs> I am. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Is it you used to wait, do you still produce comedy? Not no, I haven't. I haven't. I miss it though. And you were a writer. Um well I, I had a partner that I worked with, but um yeah, I kinda left the entertainment world kind of behind, but then I got into politics, which is similar. They kind of go hand in hand. I mean, I get, yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. But, like, how does one just all of a sudden get into politics? Because I'm planning on being president one year. Oh, good. Okay. okay. Well, then we need to strategize. So, like, <laughs> where like where do I, where do, what should I start doing now? I should start shutting up. <laughs> that that would be good. That would that's a good place to start. Yeah. Um just becoming active, finding out what you're interested in, what's important to you and then volunteering either for campaigns, for people who are already elected officials or organizations, nonprofits. But I started out in politics because I I always tell people that it's sort of my family business. My parents were union members. Um uh, my husband was also in politics, has been in politics. He's a political scientist, and his best friend ran for office, and I volunteered, and that's how I kind of got sucked into the political world. I started helping him in his campaign, and when he won, I started working for him, and I've been doing the politics thing ever since, about five years now. See, folks, just like I said, opposite life <laughs> as mine. Um, whenever I think about you, I always imagine your life being like Veep. <laughs> you know what? It is very similar. Really? Oh, my God. People at work talk about it all the time. You would be surprised. I could tell you some really funny stories that would be perfect for Veep. Wait, so have you? So, so do you guys all watch Veep and then, like, come back to go to work the next day and be like, oh, my God, that happened to us? Or did you see that episode? <laughs> um, well, because we're so busy, we usually have to catch up on it. Right. <laughs> we can't watch it as it airs. Binging but, is the best anyway. Uh, yeah, so fun. Yeah, I don't think I've watched. I've seen a commercial in, God, since the invention of Netflix. Wait, and and TiVo. Can you think of a story? Do you have a story off the top of your head? I know that's like putting you on the spot. I wish I would have warned you. I oh wish I would have known I was going to ask this, actually, that like is kind of similar to Veep. Oh, God. You know, I still have a job. Oh, yeah. So and I'd like really to like... keep it for now. So yeah, that's something I yeah. That, uh, well, uh, see, well, I'm just like getting everyone in trouble with their jobs. Myself, 
you. Well, Sorry. I, I will tell you that Veep is very close to the political world, and so is House of Cards. Um, we watch that those shows religiously, and we talk about it. Not so much the killing and the horrors, and well, I well, shouldn't say that. Well, I mean, that. no, I mean, <laughs> just because your team isn't killing people, I mean, I'm sure there are like some other ones. Maybe, that are. maybe. Hmm. Well, then maybe I would be good at politics. You know what I mean? There's murder. Oh, you would definitely be good at politics. Oh, you you would know how to cut a candidate down. Ugh. You would find out stuff about the opponent. It would be out in the newspaper. It's like a game. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's fun. It's honestly, it feels like Vanderpump <laughs> rules. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think you would fit right in. Okay, so a future in politics. I could totally see this. Hmm. So basically politics are just all like, everything's a lie. Everything's uh Everything's manufa- ma- manufactured and is like... A lot of it is, yes. A lot of it is. But there's also some very good ones out there, good politicians, people who like to call themselves public servants instead of politicians. I work for some very good public servants who really care about their community and and the city and the state. So you find those good ones and you you keep the faith. Okay, because that's what I was about to ask you. Because you've texted me a few times, like whenever I've like um, talked about some social issues, You've been like, I actually like when you have somebody on or when somebody, another guest talk, because, you know, I don't talk about politics, but Mm -hmm. when I have a guest that does, you've texted me and been like, I actually like when you do this, even if like most of your listeners don't. So I'm curious as to when you're witnessing so much shit Mm -hmm. in the government and in politics and all Mm -hmm. that stuff, how do you still remain like hopeful and excited and like into it when you're like, you, when you because you've you've pulled back the curtain you know what I mean yeah and you're you still are so into it well uh, let me just start off by saying that I do love when you talk a little bit about politics and what's going on in society a little bit because I, people don't see every aspect of who you are and one of the things that I've seen that I really love about you is that you're a really curious person and so when you have conversations with people there are real conversations it's not an opportunity for you to just spew out what you believe Mm -hmm. you actually want to hear what the other person has to say and what their thought process is and why they think the way that they think right um so I really enjoy that. And the way that I keep positive is, well, I kind of live in a little bit of a bubble. I'm in New York City, so I'm surrounded by like-minded people. But ultimately, anyone can continue to have faith in government and, and public service locally. Think close to home. Think what matters to you. Think organizations okay. who are helping your community out. That's interesting. And having those people and those places to, that you can actually go to and work at and volunteer, that will keep you grounded and hopeful. Okay, because I remember like one of the last times I was here, I think it was right before the election that I was talking to you, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to vote, and you were horrified. <laughs> and I'm like, but it's like, th- th- I don't like either. So like, what? why would I vote when I don't like either? And I think that so many, so many people, especially in our generation, um, we we've seen just like absolute shit. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we just feel like we give up, and we don't think about it in terms of, you know, locally about yes. where we where we live and what we can do and 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 how to be interested in in that way because it seems so daunting because all we see is you know, the shocking headlines that we see all yeah. the time. And it just feels like there's we're powerless. That's, that's why I really encourage everyone to vote. Be- even if you um, don't like your presidential candidates or any person that's on the ballot, there are still so many local races and amendments and resolutions that are on that ballot that really, really matter. So your council member, for example, they're in charge of the budget, the budget for your city. So they decide was, where your money goes, okay, where your tax money goes. I was just about goes. to ask, like, what does a council member do? Yeah. <laughs> so I work for the council yeah. here in New York City, and we are the legislative body. We create laws, but we also pass a budget with the mayor, and we decide where the tax money that we get goes. I'd so like, we allocate okay. Funding for programs and organizations, wine organizations, <laughs> ranch organizations. If you know, that's what I want to vote for. Like that's the type of stuff that. Okay. You know, I, that's where I want my t- well, my good hard tax paying dollars. <laughs> that's where I want them to head. Let's 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 start a movement. <laughs> you know, ranch for all. Everyone deserves it. Hashtag ranch for all. Hashtag ranch for all. That'll be my platform. Wine and ranch for all. I, I support it. How could you? Deny I would vote it? for that. How could you deny that? <laughs> Okay, so 
I'm really glad that you just said that because I hope I, I opened up a few people's eyes yeah. to like how to how to care to learn how to care because mm-hmm. I think that's the problem we all just like don't give a shit mm-hmm. so let's talk about your fucking blog okay how long have you been doing it um I've been doing it for about five years I saw you in people's style watch remember weren't I saw you in a magazine you were in a magazine and I was like holy shit <laughs> that's really cool it was something um I don't know I've been doing this for so long sometimes I get let's see um, I was a. Uh, I was going to be. Uh, I didn't get it. It doesn't matter. Well, I'm not giving them. Well, it's really cool. So, so <laughs> thank you. But I do. Uh, yes, I've been featured on like Latina.com and uh, Pop Sugar. So that's, yes, <laughs> that that might be where I saw it. Maybe it was Pop Sugar because I checked that. I love Pop Sugar. <laughs> that's, so how do you have time to like be all like governmenty and have that job and then also do a blog and then have two fucking children and a, a husband and i know you cook dinner um i try i i i i used to tell people that i burned water i was so bad in the kitchen but i've, I've got my few dishes that i do but um ultimately i will a lot of who i am and the reason i'm able to do so much is because of my husband i have an amazing husband who is just oh that must be nice so supportive cool. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll get yours too. You'll find <laughs> yours. So, be- yeah, so I um, I just have to figure out time. And sometimes it is staying up till 1, 2 in the morning while everyone is asleep and me turning on lights and, and setting up my camera. But it's something that I really love and I'm passionate about. So I, I just try to figure it out. Well, good for you. It's not easy. I won't say that it's easy. It's, it's really, really freaking hard when you... Um, when your husband comes home and you want to spend time with your family and your kids, but you have three things that you need to film by a certain date. So it, it's it, it's tough. But for me, it's it's worth it because I, I am passionate and I do love it. I would just be like up in my Adderall dosage. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the only way I would know how to survive. I need to look into that. I'm Colombian. So for me, it's just coffee. Really? Coffee. I, love, I don't like coffee. Really? Yeah. It just like makes gives me bad taste in my mouth. And then it's like it stays there for the rest of the day. So it like just like annoys me. Oh, see, yeah. I'm I'm a true Colombian. I I could, yeah. I'm from the south. <laughs> I stick to my sweet tea. Sweet tea. My sweet tea mm-hmm. or my diet Dr Pepper. That's okay. pretty much my go-to for caffeine. <laughs> okay, it's the freaking holidays. I'm in New York, and I love all the freaking lights everywhere. Christmas is like the best. I always go between Halloween and Christmas, like what my favorite holiday is, and. Like I, I go back and forth, but I, Christmas, I think, wins. It's just, there's just so much joy everywhere. Um, but I get very stressed over the holidays because I am someone who is a procrastinator. Um, yeah. I wait till the last minute to get people presents. Don't do what I do, okay? Don't do that. Learn from my mistakes and order things ahead of time. Let me talk to you about one of my favorite accessories, watches, okay? Movement watches, and it's MVMT, but they pronounce it movement. Um, These are, this is a brand of watches that was, basically the way this company came about is that there were a group of people that really liked watches but realized that they're either really cheap or so so expensive that you can't even imagine purchasing it so they wanted to design watches that were classic timeless but also affordable you know they're they use high quality materials it's you could see like audrey hepburn or like grace kelly you know, wearing it. You're never gonna. You're never gonna look back on wearing that watch and feel like, oh, that was just like a trendy thing that I did, and I'm so embarrassed. These are nice watches. My favorite one that I have is the rose, rose gold with the white pearl face. Um, my ex-boyfriend Patrick took my pewter one, so I don't have that one anymore. That's cool. But now you know that they're so cute that people want to steal them from you. And right now. They're giving my listeners 15% off with free shipping and free returns if you go to MVMT.com slash Stassi, and that's S-T-A-S-S-I. So basically, when you buy a watch from MVMT from Movement, it's like you didn't even pay for it yet. You didn't pay for it until it's like you got it because you can return it for free. You know what I mean? That's how my brain works. 
go to the website. I'm telling you, the watches start at just $95. And if you were to like go to a department store, they would be marked up so much to the point that they would be, it would be worth a $500 watch. So go to MVMT.com slash Stassi and get 15% off with free shipping and free returns and get your friends or family some presents. Okay, so you had a really weird, um, not pregnancy, child delivery. Yes, so I was spoiled with my first delivery. I was induced. Um, My due date came and went and nothing happened, so I scheduled an induction. I came into the hospital, had an appointment. They broke my water. Everything was so controlled. I think I felt one or two bad contractions and then the baby came like that. Um, I actually had a dream about my delivery and it happened exactly the way that I dreamt it. Wait, really? I believe in that shit. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, maybe you're a little psychic too. What? Mm-hmm. See, what can you not do? See, I'm, it's the Colombian in me. Magical realism is a part of my life. God, <laughs> I want to be Colombian. Everyone I mean, should be Colombian. I've always wanted to be exotic. Everyone always wants to be what they're not. Yeah, yes. You know, it's just not in the cards for me, though. Mm-hmm. You know, I tried the dark hair. I tried to dye my hair dark. <laughs> you know, maybe, like, do the winged eyeliner so that my eyes looked a little more, like, exotic. <laughs> but it just, I, I look too try-hard. Um, <laughs> but so you're delivered. So, so yeah, with my first, um, I delivered really quickly. Um, I didn't feel any bad contraction. Everything was super controlled. So with my second pregnancy, I was equally as nervous as a first-time mom would be because I had no idea what it was like to go into delivery, like to go into labor. I didn't know what it was like to have my water break, you know, in the middle of the day. You didn't want to be induced? Um, Well, you try to go the natural route, at least as far as getting there. No, no, no. I wanted every drug possible. Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) I wanted all the drugs. And so... My baby, again, my due date came and went. I went to the doctor's office and he's like, you're you're dilated. You should be going into labor. You don't feel anything. And I was like, no. So they said, go walk around for an hour. So like your vagina was like a gaping hole. It was opening up and just like nothing happened. I came back. He helped push things further along. By that time, my husband had arrived. We went to the hospital um, and they're all close to each other. So I get to the hospital. I fill out the paperwork. I kind of start feeling the tractions coming and I know... Ladies, if you want drugs, you have to say it the moment you walk in because sometimes they don't get to you in time. Sometimes that's what I say whenever I go to the doctor's office, regardless of what it's for. I just come in, I open the door, and I say, "Give me the drugs." That that was me. (laughs) That was me the day that my uh, that I went into labor the second time with my second daughter. Um, and and I delivered in thirty minutes. No joke. Didn't have a chance to get an epidural. Nothing. I'm sorry. Um, What? 30 minutes. But did you have the drugs? None of the drugs. Are you joking? None of the drugs. So you went in, you didn't have the drugs, your vagina is a hole, and... And I'm getting the pains, I'm getting contractions, which, by the way, feel like the worst cramps ever that you could ever feel. That's what it feels like. But it lasted 30 minutes, and I delivered like that. So, like, when you say 30 minutes, like, it lasted 30 minutes... 30 minutes of pushing? No. Or 30 minutes of I pushed twice. That baby just slid out. Yep. She was just ready. Ready. Um, I was screaming for drugs to the very last moment. And my doctor was like, we don't have time. We have to do it. And my husband like grabs my leg. He's like, we're going to do this. And in my mind, I was like, oh, are we? Are, are we, we going to do Are we doing this? You, in your mind, I would have been saying I, that. I'd I, be like, are we doing this? You're doing... You know me, I, I love to joke and to the... I would have said that if I weren't in the middle of screaming through a contraction. But I pushed twice, bam, she was out. And that was the most intense pain you've ever felt in your entire life? No. Does it feel... Are, you it felt, wasn't. Are you joking? You felt physical pain in another way? Yeah, I had, um, a couple of months ago, I have gallstones, and I also have um, gastritis, and I had this horrible attack that lasted... I was in the hospital for like five days. Does that mean that you just get a lot of gas? Um, no, it's pain. It's like the worst. It kind well, of gas felt- is painful. Well, it was not. Was it? It wasn't. It's a rightful question. <laughs> so what is it? Um, they couldn't tell me exactly what it was, but they f- felt like it was a combination of gallstones um, and gastritis, and it felt like my stomach was being squeezed like a balloon, and it was like about to pop. And I felt that for like three or four days straight. They gave me morphine. It did nothing. Did nothing. Morphine did nothing. Morphine did nothing. Shit, girl. Yeah, you've gotten the shit. But then I got the good stuff after, and that 
What's the good stuff? Like Vicodin? Um, Dilaudid. Dil- oh, I've heard about that. Oh, it's so good. I've heard about that. I've yeah. never taken it. Vicodin doesn't do anything for me. Because like when I've had like my like my breast reduction and stuff, they gave me Vicodin and all that. And I'm like, what's the what's all the fuss about? I don't feel any different. I just, I'm just not in pain. Yeah. So maybe my body just reacts to painkillers differently. Yeah, we all do. We all do. Because morphine, I've always heard it's like... The best. You won't feel anything. Yeah. And nope did nothing for me it actually like made the pain worse for a little bit and then i kind of just slept through it but it did not help with the pain i'm still like trying to process the fact (laughs) that you like gave birth like you were in the middle ages (laughs) listen it was not by choice i'm just thankful it lasted 30 minutes and that was it only two big pushes and and yeah I, I I was like in shock because they put the baby on my chest and I was like, is it is it over? Is it really over? There's there's more to come, right? But thankfully, does it feel when you have when you give birth? Does it feel like you're gonna just take a giant shit? Yeah, yeah. But like the biggest one. Did you go to the bathroom? Did you go number two when you? Because I heard that that happens. I don't think it did, but I thought that that's what I wanted to do while I was in labor, like, and it was just labor. What happens just, if you go into labor while you also have diarrhea? That would really suck. That would really suck, but I... Mm, I'm yeah. disgusting. I really am disgusting. I was going to start thinking it through, but I don't I don't want to. Yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing Nikolai be born, and you I... You were there? Yeah. Oh, wow. And I watched... Not I, I, I tried to look at the hole, and I was like, fuck that. No, I'm going to stand back by my mom's, like, head. Like, I, I'm freaking out. Oh. And then all I could see and hear, it looked like blood and guts were just falling to the ground and I'm like I'm gonna pass out (laughs) well the first time because we had all the time and the setup going on they put a mirror so that I could see why would you want that because you did they ask you if you wanted that no they just kind of just brought it they just assumed you wanted to see your vagina turn into like something from alien resurrection I did look for a little bit and then and then you just you that's not what you're thinking about you're thinking about pushing something out and and you just lose focus but I did see a little bit and yeah it was not very pretty I did not want my husband to see I kept them like up I would here never allow my husband by my to, shoulder no he did look but I, I I I mean at some point there's only so much you can focus on my mother was sitting across from me like where the mirror was mm-hmm. and she was making the most horrible faces <laughs> watching me deliver well, that I was just like you're not helping me right now. You need to get over here. And I made her stand next to me because I could not. All I could focus on was on her faces of what was of her reaction to what was happening to me. You know what? Fuck them for putting the mirror there. <laughs> That's horrifying. That reminds me of the time when I got a colonic and they asked me if I wanted to put a mirror there. I was like, why would I want to see a hose go up my ass and then see the shit coming through the hose? Like, why would I? Why would I ever want to look at that? This is already the most horrifying experience that I've ever had. You think I want to watch it? Like some people, some are people do. Some people say yes. I asked, and they're like, "You'd be surprised. A lot of people want to watch it." I'm like, "Those people are fucking weirdos." <laughs> yeah, I um, I to this day, my husband doesn't know that I poop. I don't talk about it. I don't. He he. Like it it happens at a. T- it's it's a mystery to him. See, I <laughs> want like on the top of my list is to marry someone who is okay with me talking about shitting because Patrick never let me talk about it. He, he was he was like that. Like he didn't think <laughs> I me. I went to the bathroom when we lived in here in New York. I would legitimately walk to Starbucks. Like. Granted, we were living in like a three hundred <laughs> square foot like it's New York studio apartment, yeah. so like the bathroom was pretty much in the kitchen, which was also like our bedroom. So it wasn't ideal. Do you yeah, know what I mean? No, like no. if he was there, it's like but, uh, no. So I would have to walk to Starbucks. But I'm so sick of of living that life of because <laughs> I joke about shitting all the time to my friends and family that I'm like. I'm going to need to find somebody that's okay with that. I can tell you my husband is going to be super excited to hear that I talked about poop. Really? Oh, he's going to listen in solely for he, that. He wants you to? Oh, he... I don't know why. I shouldn't even be saying that. Say it. Oh, he's obsessed with, like, with, talking about with, poop. With and number like, two. And my, do- my daughter two. is the same way now. I mean, you have to. When you're having a child, you have to talk about poop. Like, it's like everybody poops. That's a book. Yeah. And that's how I actually got her to... Um, potty train by reading her that book because it was it's a nightmare to potty train a kid it's I, the most frustrating actually, thing. I remember you telling me that years ago <laughs> actually like years ago see I'm still traumatized by it yeah you're like <laughs> no that you would like sit and cry yeah. outside of the bathroom door yeah yeah 
Uh, she would sit in it like all day. And the moment that she felt pee, she would stand up and run. And so there was a trail of urine that I would have to clean up and like start all over again. I'd be like, I have a moronic baby. <laughs> I have a moronic baby and I want to give it back. See, Trade it in. That's why they're cute. Because they. They're so cute. Because they fuck you up. Just like you just forgive them. Forgive them for everything. I guess you can maybe understand that because Zoe, my eldest dog, she's now almost like fully blind. Aww. It's really sad. And so she can't tell me. She doesn't know where the door is to tell because she used to just go and sit by the front door to, as a way to tell me that she has to go to the back to, to mm-hmm. take her out. She can't do that anymore. So she has accidents all the time. And there are sometimes like where like. I legitimately start crying because I, I find it everywhere, like in hidden spots. And then I'm like, oh, my God, but you're so freaking cute. I can't I can't be mad. Yeah. I, so I kind of get it. <laughs> I saw a tarot card reader recently and they told me she told me that I was going to have two boys and I cried. So you're really lucky that you have two girls. I wanted boys. What the fuck? Why is it that, that, that women who want boys get girls? It's not fair. And my brother has three boys. Why and would you want a boy? I don't. They're cute. I fun to dress up. You don't have to like protect them so much. Yeah, but you have like a. You're all in. You're so girly. Like, see, that's why I want girls. I'm like, I can talk about clothes and we can do fun things together and just like they, they it would be like really, a built-in best friend. They re- well, well, girls love their dads. Girls are obsessed with their fathers. My daughter is obsessed with her dad. I'm just the lady that lives in the apartment and feeds her sometimes and does her homework. Does homework with her, but okay, yeah, okay. Then maybe she lies to me. She'll tell me that I'm her favorite, but I know, I know. Yeah, I see. maybe this is a good thing then because I I feel like maybe I'd, I'd need more attention. And so when I have two boys, the boys people say boys All love their you. mom. Every person I tell this story to, by the way, is like, I totally think you should have boys. Like you're somebody that absolutely should have boys. I could see you with with either. Like, or both. If they just fucking just adore me and like worship the ground I walk on. I like, can see I'm you definitely need a boy who adores you and you would probably I would love to see how you dress up your girl. <sighs> Actually I would love to see how you dress up both. Oh I'm well, I'm gonna be Rachel Zoe. Yeah. I'm gonna have two boys. Goals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that 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 made me feel a little better too. I was like I, I've now come to peace with it. Granted, this she could be wrong. I yeah. I'm not like putting all my eggs in a tarot card reading. Mm-hmm. Um but so I'm taking it with a grain of salt, but I, I prepared myself. And so now I'm at peace. OK. With the fact that I might have just two boys. And that would make it all the more exciting if. Yeah. Yeah. You get your girl. I would say maybe we could hook our, our babies up, but like that it would be the opposite. They would be cougars. Yeah. So it would be the opposite. My girls would be older. Yeah. So maybe not. Oh, well. <laughs> Better luck next time. Well, my daughter's already betrothed to a little New Orleans boy. Really? Oh, my God. They're so I'm not cute. mad at that. You know I'm from New Orleans. I love my Southern guys. My husband's from New Orleans. Wait. So where does this, where does this kid go to school? Oh, I don't know. You don't know? He's too young for me to know the high school. That That's... I know Jesuit is... Jesuits where my whole family, all my the the men in my family went. My husband went to Jesuit. Yeah, we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy. You showed me photos of my of your uh, dad and uncle. Yes, in the yearbook. Mm-hmm. That is so wild. <laughs> that, yeah, that is so crazy. Um, I've talked about Bull and Branch for like three years now. I feel like it's a family member. Um, I like nice things. I like luxurious things. I like to have a luxurious experience in whatever I do. I mean, like, who likes shitty things? No one's going to like look at a nice thing and a shitty thing and be like, you know what? I think I'll take the shitty thing, which is why I love Bull and Branch, because I've used their sheets for years now and they feel like hotel like Ritz Carlton sheets they're so comfortable three of our US presidents actually use bowl and branch so I feel like I'm part of this like elite crew that I use them to um, but they don't only have sheets they also have towels so yes we want our sleeping experience to be great but we also want our restroom bathroom experience to be great when you get out of the shower or the tub you don't want like a 
dingy old towel. You want something nice and thick and fluffy. Um, and they have seven different colors to choose from. They come in a range of sizes. They're durable. They dry quickly. And more importantly, my favorite part is they're super soft. So I basically feel like a Kardashian. Like I'm imagining like the Kardashians when they get out of their like marble bathtub, like wrap themselves up in a giant oversized bowl and branch towel. I mean, oh, that's so ideal. But if you go to bowlandbranch.com today, and that's B-O-L-L and branch.com today, you can get $50 off your first order of $200 when you use my promo code Stasi, S-T-A-S-S-I. $50 is a lot, yo. So if you're buying anything on sheets and towels, like you're going to be spending like $200. Like, so you're basically getting a really, really, really good deal for really nice things. It's the holiday time. Always a good gift to give people an extra set of sheets because people don't think to do that for themselves. Um, so go to bullandbranch.com today and get $50 off your first order of 200 when you use my promo code Stasi. Speaking of wild... I'm going to tell you what happened to me this weekend. A lot of people have written me asking me to tell this story. I wasn't planning on it and because like I've kind of like tried to like forget it. Um, I witnessed somebody die this weekend. So and then I got haunted by him. <laughs> oh, I saw your Instagram stories. By the way, your Instagram. Sorry. Parentheses. Your Instagram stories. I am obsessed with. I love when I'm nursing. Like I'll watch. All, all, all of it. I stalk you on Instagram. That's I'm one not of afraid like, to say it. But your Instagrams are so funny. That's one of the nicest compliments you can give me. Thanks. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so but Yeah, go ahead. Tell me what happened. So I was going down the subway and, with Taylor and Taylor. Um, and we saw a man down, like down on the ground. Uh, someone who looked like he didn't know how to give CPR was giving him CPR and trying to. And then another man was standing up and then someone was using the subway phone to try and call oh, the police. Yeah. And he was like legitimately like turning blue. And so I'm like, I, I don't. Oh, oh, my God. Like, we have to do something. Like, what do you do? And like, it's the only subway station that like wasn't crowded. I've never been in a subway station that wasn't crowded. There was no one there. It was insane. And so one of the tailors like freaked out and was like, we just have to go. We have to go like that, like got really scared and wanted mm -hmm. to leave. And I'm like, I, I can't leave. Like, I, I physically cannot leave. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I don't know if it's the right thing. I don't know what the right thing to do is, but I'm like, but my instinct is telling me like I have like I have to stay and so I'm like why don't we just all call 911 like the more people that call I would imagine because they were like well someone's already called 911 I was like yeah but maybe the more people that call the more you can yeah, you know get people's attention yeah and so I called 911 and I've never had to call 911 before and they're asking me like what my location is I'm like I don't live here I don't know I am like trying to hand off my phone to someone and it took 15 minutes for the paramedics to get there and by that time like that's uh, that person was had passed away he'd not been alive for 15 minutes wow. and he was like another color and it was it was so crazy and so intense and I've, I've never experienced anything like that before and when the paramedics and the police got there they like made us leave and and i i really wrestled with like staying once like i had called 911 and the conversation was over i'm like is it what is what is the right thing to do like i don't know him i don't i don't want it to be like i'm rubbernecking like i'm just staring mm -hmm. but like i feel like a sense of like responsibility or like it's concern or comfort like yeah. i like it's like if i if it was me i and and i was in that position, I think I would want people to stand around just out of respect, mm -hmm. right? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Know, I didn't want. I didn't. I really like was like. I don't know if this is rude or if this is kind. Yeah. I. All that matters is what you were feeling, really. Like what your motive behind it was. There will be some people who just want to stare and see what's happening and just watch but you were there out of concern and you were calling the police so you absolutely did the right thing it, and it, it was wild to me though watching like because every now and then someone would come in the subway and, and they just, would just walk, keep going yeah just keep going and yeah, i'm like yeah dude 
there is a dead person right here. Like, wh- how? What? Yeah, it's it's amazing how much people will just look away and not want to help in situations. It, yeah, I mean, it was yeah, it was crazy. So that night, I'm like, I was I felt so weird and off, obviously. And so I'm like, you guys, like, I have to, I'm gonna go back to my hotel. Like, I'm I just want to like be by myself. And my friend Rachel was coming in that night. And I wanted some like alone time before she got there. So I get back to my hotel and I call my mom and I tell her what happened. And then I started crying and I sat down like on the side of the bed. And so where where I was staying um, at the dream, it was at the dream, I guess. Shout out to the dream Mm -hmm. hotel. It, It was a suite. So there's a living area, the bedroom. I had like a patio with lights and stuff. And then a my bathroom and all the lights were on everywhere. And I started crying and I sat down on my bed and I just laid back and I was staring at the ceiling light and all of a sudden every single light in my hotel room went off. And not like a power outage off where it's like immediate. Mm -hmm. It was like a fade, a quick fade. And I'm like laying there like, did that fucking just really happen? Like, are you, this is, this is really weird. But I wasn't scared. Mm Mm-hmm. I was just like, why am I not scared? And so I like I, I sat up and I went and I turned on the lights again. And I looked at my clock, at the clock that was next to the bed, and it said 9 11. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, that's weird. Just, you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. just called 911 for the first time ever in my life. Like, it's bizarre. Then a couple minutes later, I go to check my phone and it says 9 11. And I'm like, Doubly wow. weird, but that clock must be off, the one that's next yeah. to my bed. Then a minute after that, I turned on the TV and it said 9-11 on the TV. And I'm like, my phone, says, my phone says 9-12. Like, it, wow. w- what's going on? <laughs> 20 minutes later, I go to check my emails and the last email I had received was at 9-11. All right, that's too much. And I'm like, I'm the, so I start texting Rachel, and she's like, I'm in the cab on my way there. And I was like, I need you to just be really fucking careful. Like, I just, I don't know if this is some warning. I don't know if this is because of what just happened to me. I just, you're telling me that you're in a, um, she did one of those things where when you leave the airport and, you know, there are those hustlers that are like, yeah, yeah. do you want to ride? Yeah, and like, yeah. everyone knows not to fucking do that. No. Don't do that. Ever. She did that. And so she's like texting me about it. And she's like, I'm fighting with him right now. And I'm like, mm. just shut the fuck up and like be polite. Calm down and like, don't do anything because I'm just seeing 9-11 everywhere. And I don't know what it's trying to tell me. I don't know what it means. So she gets to the hotel and I'm laying down. I'm like like, trying to like just not really fully go to sleep, but like half go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And she's recording recording me on Instagram story and an orb goes through it. And she's like, holy fuck, there's an orb. And I'm like, "Um, you guys, like I'm full on. This is that that's intense. It was intense. It was crazy no that's that's too many coincidences right no that's too many i i don't want to sound like a psycho no 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 i think he was thanking you that's what my mom said i i 100 believe that i mean uh even my my aunt has a story where um when her mother when my grandmother passed away um when she died she was in her bed just crying sobbing couldn't you know control herself because she you know she just lost her mother and all of a sudden, she felt someone grab her knee and, like, give it a squeeze. It wasn't even, like, something fell, something, like, it was a grab to the knee and a squeeze. Yeah. And she stopped crying, and she felt like that was her mother just saying, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Like, calm down. It'll be okay. I'm fine. And there's, I mean, you can find stories like that everywhere of people being visited as you know, once they pass, and I, I mean, just to have nine eleven repeated like that, nine one one over and over again. Yeah. I think he was absolutely thanking you because you were so concerned and because you were calling for him. But I can, I can totally. It's just crazy because it's a stranger. You know what I mean? That I was like, it, it, yeah. But you know, <sighs> like I said, all that matters is what you were feeling, and you were there for real concern, and you were there for him, even though you were a stranger. I think you know people feel that. It was, my, I'm 
mind blown. Like it's, I will never forget it. And what's so nuts is that like I've spent my whole entire life hoping for supernatural experiences to happen to me. <laughs> and like it finally did. And it was in such a sad way. I didn't want it to yeah. be like that. Like, I, you know, yeah. I, I, I never want... And no one should have to witness someone passing away. Or, no, that's that's really. I'm so sorry. But no, yeah, I, and so I sad. feel bad. Like when I like I texted my friends about it, and they're like, "I'm so sorry." I'm like, "Don't say sorry." I feel like you can't say sorry to me. Like, no, no, I didn't. That makes yeah. me feel selfish. Like I'm making it about myself. Like somebody just fucking died. No, like, but it's 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 a sad. You were a part of this very sad moment. So, have you ever yeah. like? Is this like a thing in New York that like people witness like? I mean, people witness all sorts of things here. I've personally, thank goodness, I've never witnessed someone pass away. I, you know, the usual, the fights, the drunks. You yeah. Know, but yeah, that's that's really sad. Yeah. So that was that. You know, that was kind of my trip. Yeah. It like kind of took over. I mean, I was able, of course, to like enjoy myself and forget, and I had a lot of press to do, and you know, watch mm-hmm. it happens live and all of that. So it was fine. But I, I know listeners, you know wanted to hear this story and so i felt like i had to tell it but yeah i'm so glad that you did i yeah that that i feel like that might bring comfort to people i was thinking about like looking him up like trying to find a way to like locate him and then i was like what if i like sent something to his family and then i'm like also also what am i gonna say like I, i witnessed your so-and-so die mm-hmm. like i'm so sorry or like what could i possibly do also what if he was like a serial killer then i don't want to do that <laughs> i don't think he was because no his spirit didn't <laughs> scare me yeah you know what i mean yeah, i think yeah. he was a good person because i wasn't scared by i never had a feeling of being nervous or anxious or scared when those things were happening it was it was more of like a comforting feeling yeah I think that's probably why, he, as, again, a lot of the times where you see ghosts, you know, kind of, quote unquote, say goodbye to people. It's for that. It's for that reason to comfort, to let them know things are OK and they're fine. Yeah. Well, now that we're in a, like somewhat of a somber, um, you know, that was like somewhat of a somber topic. Um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit right now. Um, you know what I'm going to talk to you about. Obviously. A couple weeks ago, I had a podcast come out that was not received well at all. And, you know, I've, I've addressed it and it really it really affected me. And um, then you reached out to me and and you have a, sto- a story to tell. And I think that and I think my listeners would want to hear your story. And I also think you could educate me more on this topic and as to how to help mm-hmm. in a different way. Yeah, um, I had heard uh, through Twitter that there was some backlash and something was said. And so when I looked into it, um, I read about some of the comments that were made and then the reaction. And so I know you personally and as I said earlier, you're a curious person. And I think when that conversation started, I know that you genuinely wanted to have a conversation about what everyone else is talking about, these allegations that are coming out, the assaults, um, and you wanted to have a good back and forth dialogue. Um, unfortunately, I think what happened is um, I wish you had had someone there who had experienced sexual assault. You were absolutely or, right. Or just any sort of more knowledge, uh, who'd done more research or worked for an organization who could tell you more about some of those things. But these conversations are happening everywhere, and it's important that we continue to have conversations. And I appreciate you for, I appreciate you acknowledging that you maybe didn't Fucked do enough. Up. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. I fucked up. And that you didn't do enough research, that you weren't as thoughtful as you should have been when it comes to topics like this. But I also appreciate you for not only acknowledging what you did, but asking people to reach out to you to tell you their stories so that you learn more. And when I texted you, the first thing you said to me was educate me. Like, I need you to have a conversation with me and t- tell me what happened to you and what I got so wrong in the podcast. Right. And so I'm I'm happy to have that conversation with you and... Um, I I told you in that text, I was abused by two different men twice when I was a child, before the age of 10. 
um, like most of these sexual assault cases, Mm -hmm. you know them. They're family members, extended family members, friends, friends of the family, co-workers, co-workers, college Mm -hmm. classmates or classmates. You know, you know, that's the majority of the case. So when you hear stories about um, things that happen in hotel rooms with people that they don't know, that's that's really not the majority of the cases. The majority of the cases, you know, the perpetrator. I, I I don't know I don't know what specifically people want to hear about, but um, yeah, I can tell you that it was a family friend. I can tell you that um, it happened very close to home. Um, my parents were around, so did your parents know? They didn't. I didn't tell anyone, and to this day, no one's counting me. I'm not a statistic, and that's what I want people to know. Wait, I'm your one of those. Still don't know. My my parents know. I told them years later. Right, but. This, there's so many reasons why women don't come forward. That's, I was just about to write that down to ask you that. Um, so th- that's something that I, I felt like I really, I, a, a huge part of how I messed up when I, I, I referenced saying that like, why now? Like why, 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 are, why didn't you do this before? If this was true, why didn't you come out before? Why didn't you go to the police? Why didn't, and I guess, and, and so what you're what you're what I'm now learning from people is that, you know, everything that's going on is giving women the strength mm-hmm. and like the courage. And I guess it's it's like the safety mm-hmm. to come out. And so now finally women f- feel safe. Right. And and this is such a silent epidemic. It's an epidemic. It's happening everywhere. Every people want to try to make this political. It's not political. It's happening left, right. Democrats, Republicans, yeah. you know, every, in every religion. In every single every, type of workplace. Exactly. Like, it's not just in Hollywood right. and in, in, in politics. It's, it, it is every, and I, I mean, I know that. And I've, I've, I've been in a situation, I've been in a situation when I was working at, I've worked at a lot of restaurants, mm-hmm. you know, where like I had to full on, f- like fling my arm and, mm-hmm. and, and fight at someone. Cause I'm like, this is never going to fucking happen. Yeah. And that's, I referenced that in, in my letter when I said I was one of the lucky ones that was able to, to get out of the situation, mm-hmm. but not everyone yeah. gets lucky. Yeah. Not- the circumstances are so different for a lot of people. Um, it's easy to say, you know, why didn't you come forward? There's so many reasons. Uh, I was a child. Yeah. I didn't know how to process it. But mm-hmm. even if I were an adult, it's so hard to process what just happened to you. Um, to know so many p- victims already blame themselves. Mm-hmm. But when they do come forward, they're blamed and they're investigated and they're interrogated. And what did you wear? And what did you say? And how did you say it? Maybe he thought. Maybe he loves you. Like, there's there's so many things that that get thrown to you that sometimes you just don't want to deal you want to forget and those are things i never i I never really considered and i i think i have a problem where like i i I hear about an issue and i read about it and not enough Mm -hmm. i don't read enough and i have an immediate like reaction that's so extreme Mm -hmm. that i i don't consider i'm not thinking about what a stranger has gone through Mm -hmm. You know, and that I, that's something that I really want to try. I want to try and be mindful of the fact that everyone has had different experiences mm-hmm. and I couldn't possibly comment on something that, you know, when I haven't experienced all of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, when I listen to your podcast, um, a lot of the things that you said just really made me sad because you were saying things like, oh, you know, you squat them away and then whatever. I've, I've been, someone has grabbed my ass. Someone has grabbed my breast. It's just like, whatever. You just move on or you just push them away and you go. And people were really upset and angered by that. Mm-hmm. I was saddened by it because you really need to understand that your reaction is the reaction of a lot of women. And that reaction is based on living in a society where the rules are made by men for men. And I'm not saying that as a, like, I'm bashing men, I'm, you know, like, but it's just fact. I mean, look Mm -hmm. at our legislative bodies, right? We don't have a founding mother. We have founding fathers. Um, Look at our, even in New York City, I'll give you an example. I'll give you New New York City. We're super progressive, right? Lefty, liberal city. Even here in New York, our legislature, our council, out of 51 members, only 13 are women. 
And women make up half the population of the country. So it's just fact. These are the people who are making our laws, who are telling us how laws are implementing, who are telling us who gets punished and how they get punished. And so that reaction of you saying, well, it's no big deal, it's only because you were taught that it was no big deal by the society. Because who, who else would teach you that it's okay for someone to grab you by your boobs and then it's no big deal because what is the alternative yeah. if you say if you stand up and say this isn't right this is harassment then you're just being a bitch and you're overreacting and you're doing this and that and it's all all of this the grabbing the 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 intimidation it all cultivates this society where in the end rape is dismissed and it's not tried and i mean you could just look at the statistics um only like 25 percent of sexual assault that happens on college campus on college campuses or i think in general are are lead to an arrest and it's even smaller to to look at the statistics of how many of them actually are prosecuted right it's so small and and you listen to the stories of women and i encourage women to like really look into it there's a great documentary called the hunting ground which is about sexual assault on campuses you listen to the these hunting women. Ground. The Hunting Ground. Okay. Is it on Netflix? Or it's on it? Netflix. Mm-hmm. So okay. if you have a Netflix account, you can stream it right now. Um, and just to hear these women saying that even when they do everything right, right, they go, they speak out that same day, they go to a hospital, they do the rape kit, their administrators deter them from coming forward for many reasons, but ultimately money. Money is a big yeah, reason. of course. Um, colleges need to yeah. have their statistics really low when it comes to crime on campus, mm-hmm. and they have federal funds, and that's, I think, what, what um, your friend tried to get into a little bit on Title IX mm-hmm. um, and the Obama administration and what they did. Um, but it was because colleges were not reporting and, and because it's in their best interest not to. Right. And, um, yeah, because so little of these cases are tried and again I, I i tell you to look at the cases where women did everything right right they came forward they went to the police a lot of that most of it doesn't result in anything there was a weinstein case where he assaulted a woman she went to the cops they wired her she has she goes back because they tell her to go by to do like so, a sting operation you hear him acknowledging that he grabbed at her because he's used to it right what happened there Nothing. So that's so funny that you say that because I just read about that this morning when I was reading about things, and I'm like, I don't. Uh, I'm curious to listen to the audio. I haven't. I have mm-hmm. not listened to oh, it. Oh, it's disgusting. It makes your skin crawl. It's it's really bad. Look at Brock Turner. Okay. Well, I, yes, convicted. I, that, that I did a podcast on Brock. Turner. I know. I, I remember. Drove me crazy. I I can't even. So for many of these women, it's like, why am I going to go forward? Why am I going to put myself through that? To get asked what I was wearing, how much did I drink? Did I say no? How did I say no? Did I push him away? Did I fight the whole time? When in the end, they get. If there's anything at all, if there's somehow you manage to get a conviction, somehow you manage to get a jury to say he is guilty, they only get a few months. It's wild. It's crazy. And so that's why women don't come forward. And women are finally coming forward is because not because they're looking for publicity or being part of a movement. It's because now we're telling each other it's safe. Tell your story. Let's come out together. Let's stop this. Right. Yeah. I mean, after I spent like those days in my apartment reading everybody's emails, I was like, fucking A, I am stupid. I am a moron. And you especially have, have really, besides the like the emails that I read, like you've, you've shifted my mindset. I'm, I, I do think that there is this, we should be allowed to talk about debate things. Mm-hmm. I think that things should, you know, I do have a problem with the fact that it then turned into like you're not allowed to say something like I'm not like I was wrong so mm-hmm. I, I admitted I, I I was wrong I was misinformed I did not know enough I did not put myself in anyone else's position I didn't think about what it would be like to have to come out and what those consequences are mm-hmm. you know and and what comes along with it um, but we should be allowed to 
have discussions. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I s- try to stay away from your comments <laughs> because I can't. They infuriate me. And the same thing with I my bosses. Just, just, it's it's just like so much garbage going out there. And I work for politicians. I, the same thing. There's so much anger and animosity. People aren't talking to each other anymore. People are yelling at each other and they're not listening to each yes, other. Yes, it's not a conversation. Right. It's not. It, Right. And I think that this is ultimately going to be a positive thing because you are starting a conversation. And the fact, again, you're acknowledging that you were in the wrong in a lot of things, that you misspoke, that you didn't understand, that you weren't prepared. But the fact that you're telling people, reach out to me, tell me your stories, tell me where I was wrong, let me learn, let me let me have conversations with you. And people are, one of the good things is that the people who are coming to your social media to comment, there are some who are actually having a conversation with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not just the typical, you know, stupid comments that you get. People are having a conversation with each other. And I think that's that's wonderful to see. Um, You aren't, you know, when you said I'm a moron, whatever. It's not that you like you said, you're fortunate enough to never have experienced this. And there are a lot of people who've never experienced this. And they might think the same way that you do. Like, how do you force someone to have oral sex? How is that possible? Well, now, because you are starting a dialogue, well, I'll tell you how, you know, mm-hmm. I'll tell you about the fear. I'll tell you what it is like to to think um, either I do this or he might kill me. And do I want to be raped and beaten or would I rather just be raped and not have to deal with, you know, being beaten being. and possibly being killed? And, right. and it's it's those dialogues, those conversations, listening to victims and t- listening to them tell their stories about what happened to them and... I think it's ultimately a positive thing. We're all learning from this. And again, this is such a thing. This was this so hush hush. This ob- this isn't new. You know, what's new is that no, people yes, are coming not, forward. Yeah, it's not new. I've heard, I mean, especially in Hollywood, like we all know. Like mm-hmm. we all know what goes on. And and now people are saying and it's not right. Yeah. It's not right. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about who's doing this. And people these are all things that have happened like you said behind closed doors. Um but now this is this is a great thing. This is a great thing. Well, I'm so glad that you came on my podcast and you are you are such a wonderful person and you're just you're just the whole fucking package. Aww, and you're so I, sweet. I appreciate you being patient with me when I f- mess up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> let's keep I, it to like one or two scandals a year. A year? Let's let's, okay. let's Yeah. You um, don't come to New York that often, so I, I, I don't want another scandal anytime but, uh, soon. Before we move on, I just want to really encourage people to go to Rain. Right. I was um, just about to lead into that. So yes, please explain. Please uh, Rain stands for rape, uh, assault, incest, uh, uh, national network they work with victims dot org not dot com so yes. don't fuck that up yes um, they, they work with organizations and if this is something that you really care about that's really important to you please make a donation because they provide services for victims um, you could do as little as five dollars a month that's less than a Starbucks coffee really encourage you to support organizations yeah. like that and look into local ones that are, are around you and please take a moment think things through don't blame victims don't blame parents this is this is this is something that's serious and that, that like you said needs more conversation needs needs more thought and when someone says something that you don't d- agree with have a conversation a real honest conversation a back and forth so that you can share your own experiences you worded that perfectly <laughs> all right you guys um thank you for sticking with me if you're listening <laughs> is anybody out there um uh i want you to go follow jessica flores and it's at jessica f-l-o-r-e-s jessica y flores oh is it yeah my middle an issue <laughs> that sucks i know you couldn't get your name no damn it the struggle sorry i'm yeah, not at jessica i wish <laughs> i wonder who at jessica is but i'm at jessica y flores so jessica y flores and go to domesticatedme.com and check out her blog especially if you're a mom because then she's like such cute stuff with her daughter and I, I love those photos so thank you so much thank you i appreciate that that you came and said what you had to say told you know your story and yeah, just always fucking educate me. If you ever want to send me a text when like you hear me say something stupid, just be like, just FYI, you're wrong. You did that recently. You were like, people are going to say that this song is not Italian or oh, something. Oh, yes. I like, did an Instagram story. And I, did I say listening to Spanish music or yeah. Italian? And you were like, 
yeah, you said I'm listening to Spanish music. It was Gypsy Kings. The Gypsy Kings. And I was like, it's a Gypsy man, a Gypsy band doing an Italian song. You can still totally call that Spanish music. Yeah, she's like, I think you're probably going to about to get a lot of hate because people are going to be like, they're not Spanish. They're whatever. They're not Italian. They're they're Spanish. Yeah. So please always correct me. (laughs) if If you ever see something. So thank you. And thank you, Khaleesi. So I will talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.